0: Welcome to season three of Ecommerce Fast Lane, episode ninety. Welcome to e-commerce fast lane, the podcast show to help you build, launch, grow, and scale a wildly successful e-commerce company. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. Learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your Shopify store. And now, your host and e commerce entrepreneur. Steve Hutt. This episode is brought to you by Omnisend, makers of sophisticated omni channel marketing automation tools for sales driven Shopify brands and marketers that have outgrown generic email marketing platforms. Engage your customers and boost your e commerce sales with dynamic emails, text messages, web push notifications, Facebook Messenger, and retargeting ads on Google and Facebook. So it's much more than just email marketing. They handle all of your marketing activities across multiple channels, all from within one platform. They have single-click Shopify integration, which also includes email templates and automatic product import from Shopify. Super easy migration from any other email solution that you might be currently using. And right now, OmniSend is offering a 14-day free trial for all of my listeners, which also includes 50% off for the first three months. So, check them out, ecommercefastlane.com forward slash omnisend, and use the coupon code Fastlane when you sign up. So, hey there, it's Steve, and welcome back to the E Commerce Fastlane podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. New episodes are available each week with your favorite podcast player through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Or you can also sign up online at ecommercefastlane.com and be notified when a new show is being released. My guest on today's episode is Todd Tremakis, who is the founder of a brand called ByteStand. And they're a Shopify app developer with multiple apps that simplify the connection between Shopify and Amazon, both in the U.S. and abroad. And literally back in 2016, while selling, and you'll learn here the story a little bit later, but Todd had a problem. And it's typical entrepreneur, right? Whenever you have a problem, you try to figure out a solution, especially when you understand coding and, and, and understanding SaaS. And... Basically, out of pure necessity, he taught himself exactly how to code, learning through the help docs and learning just how to fix his own business problems. And it turns out that these problems were actually being shared by other sellers around the world. And now for the last four years, ByteStand really has been there to help thousands of stores tons of shopify brands are using his solution and really it's just helping their stores be more efficient and how they connect to amazon for fulfillment so exciting episode timely episode so let's jump in and learn more so hi todd welcome to e-commerce fastlane hey steve thanks for having me oh my pleasure so I mentioned at the top of the show, but I'd like to hear it in your own words on a high level. What does your bite stand company do? And you know, maybe as it relates to a couple of your apps, more specifically that FBA uh, shipping app. But like, sure. what sort of problem are you trying to solve?
1: Yeah, so you know, like you mentioned, we have three apps in the App Store right now. We've been in the uh, Shopify partner ecosystem for four years. But specifically, what we're here to talk about today is our FBA shipping app. And what it does is it massively simplifies the fulfillment process for your Shopify orders fulfilled through Amazon. We all know that Shopify has a, a solution for this as well. But what we've done is we've simplified it and made it more dynamic. So... What FBA shipping does is it solves a problem of estimating shipping costs. That's really the first thing that we do. So instead of having to guess how much one product shipping to Miami costs versus shipping 10 products to Seattle, what we do is we dynamically get the shipping costs from Amazon and provide those to your Shopify store in real time. So there's no guessing, there's no uh, missing out on potential revenue or losing money because you're underestimating the, the fulfillment costs from Amazon. Right. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then secondly, what we do is we automate the fulfillment process. After we provide those shipping rates at checkout, we automate the fulfillment process 100%. So the order is automatically sent to Amazon. Then we track Amazon, the Amazon status all the way to fulfillment. So we'll pull that tracking information back in, identify your customer and close out the order. So it's completely hands-off and works totally around the world. So it works in the United States, it works overseas in Europe and basically anywhere where Amazon is, we are too. And the last thing that's super cool is that we can connect multiple Amazon accounts to your one Shopify store. So instead of having to open multiple stores with multiple versions of multiple different apps and just the complexity just feeds upon itself, you just can have one store with multiple marketplaces set up so you can Mm -hmm. fulfill your orders in the US and you can fulfill your orders in Canada and overseas as well in the EU if you'd like to.
0: That's interesting because I could see that uh, being a challenge recently with one supplement brand I have that I manage. And so they're large in Canada and they are definitely having some of their, Am- well, their Amazon orders are being fulfilled through FBA. Some SKUs, they self-fulfill, even though their the products are up on Amazon.ca. Now they're launching into the US. So they're going to be into the same situation again, where maybe they need a, a kind of a single source of truth, of fulfillment, of Amazon FBA orders for the SKUs. They do want to have an FBA because I think they want to be involved in Prime and they want that kind of whole shipping kind of impulse purchase that can happen when you're a Prime member uh, in an FBA warehouse. So I'm going to make sure I mention that to them after this recording because I think that's an excellent solution. I'm sure those listening today that if you are branching out into other markets or you wouldn't mind selling in Canada or in Europe or Australia or wherever Amazon is, there is some nuances, as you know, um, yeah. having separate dedicated accounts for fulfilling orders versus having one Shopify instance, and then being on these marketplaces and then being able to fulfill them internationally, often within one solution is uh, pretty compelling.
1: Yeah. It's, and it's all dynamic too. So you're not guessing. So it, complexity just feeds on itself. So if you're in the US, you would have to, without the app, you would have to basically guess at the fulfillment costs from different parts of the country and then now then compound that with potentially selling in the eu or selling in you know in other marketplaces it just continues to compound and it's not something that you could do with accuracy well and instead you could rely on us and we get the rates dynamically from amazon directly in real time so they're always accurate so, Todd, tell me a little bit about your journey. It's always fascinating to understand
0: why people build what they build, especially in the SaaS partner ecosystem of Shopify. It's so interesting to me. And, you know, you have this ByteStand, this company, and you have like three apps. We're talking more today about the FBA shipping solution. But what do you say uniquely positions you, I guess, number one, to have the desire and number two, to have the expertise? I know you read a lot of books, but expertise to create this solution for Shopify.
1: Definitely, it's a great question, and and it's all came out of my own heartache, my own problems. So, before I started Bite Stand, I was selling. I was myself. I was selling with just a couple employees. I was selling overstock items on Amazon. I had about a thousand to two thousand SKUs at any one time. So, pretty small, but you know, still a good bit of work. When I, I sold on Amazon for about four years as well. During that time, I would read the forums, and in the forums, it was pretty evident that folks would be getting kicked off of Amazon for no reason at all, for some reason, for no reason on accident, and they could be potentially shut down for days, weeks, or i mean months at a time, which would be devastating to to your business and so I saw that I saw the writing on the wall. it never happened to me thankfully but I realized that I, I needed to diversify and I need to create my own brand outside of just Amazon to, to reduce my risk. And, and so I did that. I did a lot of investigation. I determined Shopify was the best solution for us to get up and running quickly and the, you the know, least amount of hassle. And the first thing I ran into was... Uh, actually creating my product catalog. So I had, like I said, 1,000 to 2,000 SKUs, which isn't much, but to create 1,000 products in Shopify is a daunting task. Uh, we, right. I, I got down to, yeah, I got pretty scientific with it, and we timed it. I timed my, my employee, and she was able to create a complete listing with you know, high-res images and all that stuff in about 10 to 15 minutes. We times that times 1,000, and suddenly you're days, weeks into this. So at the time, I thought that there would have to be a solution for this, but there wasn't. Uh, amazingly enough, and this was four years ago, so there was no solution to import and maintain your products as well because I was always turning inventory, and we would get three to 400 new SKUs a week. So it wasn't only that, the original creation, it was that maintenance as well. And there wasn't a solution. I went out and the first thing I did was try and to get a solution created for us. The costs were just exorbitant enormous, you know, six figures plus. I mean, forget it. I, it's just ho- who I am. I decided I'd just create the solution myself. The only problem was I didn't know how to code. So, first step number one is instead of paying someone else to create the solution for us, for, for me, I would just do it myself. And so that's what I did. I taught myself Ruby and it took about a year. And that's when ByteStand was created. Eventually, I needed to get some professional help with ByteStand. But after that, FBA shipping and our, and our final app, Fresh Credit, was all created by me. Amazingly enough, from basically someone who could barely program their remote, their TV remote, yeah. <laughs> pro- programming apps that have thousands of, of users, it was, it was pretty rewarding for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's great that Shopify has that opportunity in this kind of partner ecosystem to be able to allow entrepreneurs like you solving these problems and then digging deep, you know, um, and iterating over time.
1: So how long has the, the FBA shipping app uh, been in the App Store? So it's been on the App Store for three years uh, and it itself has over a thousand shops right now. Proud of it, I got to say it's it's so, it's a solid app that uh, does some some really unique things for our Shopify customers.
0: So let's talk about Amazon a little deeper because there's some people that are listening today. They know who Amazon is. They're not currently fulfilling their orders, maybe they're, they're self-fulfilling. And there's lots of different maturity levels and complexities of people listening today. Oh, yeah. So but let's maybe go back to basics a bit and let's talk about what a lot of these an- acronyms actually mean. So there's FBA, I-, I see MCF. And can you maybe talk about just some of these, because I know in Shopify, we've talked about, let's stop using all these acronyms because there's some people that just don't know what they are. And it's easy when you talk in the same lingo. So let's kind of break it down to the ridiculous here and talk about what each or some of these acronyms are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting in that even the folks that are experienced Amazon sellers don't understand the differences in some of these programs that Amazon offers. So it's definitely valuable. So a lot of folks are familiar with FBA or fulfillment by Amazon. And in a nutshell, what that is, is when sellers send their inventory, send their SKUs to an Amazon warehouse, you know, whether it's in the U.S. or Canada or or anywhere. uh, It's all happening in the same way in that Amazon will warehouse your inventory and then turn around. And when it sells, they'll fulfill it from amazon.com or from amazon.ca or whatever uh, local flavor of Amazon that you have. But the critical thing being FBA being fulfillment by Amazon through Amazon. So the sales that happen on Amazon are fulfilled by Amazon. And so the second part, there's MCF or multi-channel fulfillment. That's sort of the, uh, the mysterious one in, in the room in that Amazon also will fulfill orders that take place on your own website. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a program that's unique and s- completely separate from FBA. The prices, everything. So you don't even have to, to participate in the MCF program or multi-channel fulfillment program. You don't even have to be selling on Amazon. You can treat Amazon just as another warehouse. This is another f- fulfillment partner and they'll take care of that for you. And, and so what we do is what the FBA, even though we call FBA shipping, we use the term FBA. In reality, it's a MCF, just no one is familiar with the MCF program. And so what it does is we automate that process of sending the order, the multi-channel fulfillment order to Amazon so that they can take care of the rest. I see. Now,
0: are there any price gains by Amazon fulfillment through like the FBA program, meaning stock goes to their warehouse versus web orders that come on Shopify, I'm assuming through your app that then get fulfilled by Amazon through their system. Maybe they're not on amazon.com or .ca. They're just being sold on your website. The reason I ask this is because I have one brand that I manage. They're a national vitamin and supplement company. And it's interesting where they have chosen to have Amazon products, like their products on amazon.com, they also have the exact same products on their website, but all of the orders are being fulfilled by Amazon. And I'm not sure in the logic as to why they made those choices, but is there a price benefit of being FBA, Amazon orders versus maybe being, as you're calling it, this MCF, this multi-channel fulfillment site?
1: So yeah, there's, I mean, Amazon is a powerhouse and they have, I think just in the U.S. alone, they have over a hundred warehouses. So I think the fulfillment costs for these MCF orders are extremely cheap. When I was doing this, uh, when I was selling, I couldn't purchase postage for less than Amazon would pick, pack, and ship my order. So economically, it was a no brainer. And then second thing that's a common question too, is the the actual commissions that Amazon charges are different from amazon.com during website. So typically what I found was when you sold on amazon.com, they were taking almost 30% of the sales price for fulfillment commissions and those sorts of things with 15% of that just being a commission for selling on amazon.com. When you sell on your own website, we found that the those fees are about half. So they're about 15% mm. all in fulfillment costs, pick and pack fees, warehousing fees, all the, the various fees that Amazon loves to charge. And the benefit, the wonderful thing about FBA shipping is that you can manipulate those rates, those fees that Amazon charges you. And some of our shops I've seen... Uh, they increase the, some of the some of the shipping rates by upwards of 30 40%. So they're actually making money on shipping through their own website. I see. So and then and then on the other side you can also offer free shipping as well and just totally ignore you know totally absorb the fulfillment costs that uh, Amazon is charging.
0: Okay, that's good to know because that's probably one of the reasons why they've made that choice then. So for those listening today, that certainly is an option then. And we'll dig into some other options also available, but it's interesting. Amazon being the major player in the market. I mean, they own probably half of e-commerce sales goes on Amazon. You know, of the twenty percent of total commerce being done online, half goes to Amazon. The other half is Shopify and Magento and WooCommerce and a few others, right? Yeah. The other half something you have to think about it's it's like well do you want to be part of prime yes and i think it's a necessary evil i think to be on amazon even if it's a select amount of SKUs just for discoverability purposes and get those SKUs into their warehouse and hopefully have enough margin to be able to afford that and or just have lower gross margins just for covering the built-in audience that amazon has and then on the flip side though is owning your own real estate by having your own website that's why you're listening today you have a shopify brand trying to grow and scale it. And so this could be another opportunity of saying, hey, I'm going to be on Amazon, but I'm also going to have my own products. And maybe things aren't working out well uh, on my 3PL or my self-fulfilled orders. This could be an interesting workaround to getting everything shipped over to Amazon and having them fulfill it. And then instantly the prime badging shows up uh, for people that are prime members. And these impulse purchases can start happening both from web orders, those get fulfilled. And then any of the Amazon orders, I think it's great. I think it's really, really, really cool how this is all working.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And yeah, you know, people don't think of Amazon like that as a marketing avenue, but it definitely is. It's mm-hmm. they have so much traffic and it's it's a wonderful place to just introduce folks to your products to eventually bring them over to your own website. So let's talk about Amazon cuz they
0: are, you know, worldwide and you know, let's give an example. Let's say I have a unified kind of North American account. Does that mean when I have an amazon.com North America account, does for those listening today, if you're an international seller or maybe you're in Canada or wherever and you're trying to expand, does it mean that I can sell SKUs anywhere, like in Canada, Mexico? I just want to hear from your side because I want to make sure I get understand the truth now yeah. about having one account and how it works.
1: Yeah. See, so this is confusing. This is, you know, it's similar to that whole the FBA versus MCF discussion, where they're two totally different programs and they people get them confused. And I don't think Amazon does a good job at explaining this. So, you know, for example, that you would, the example that you brought up, they call it uh, a unified North American account. They promote this, that you can sell in Canada, the U S and Mexico. But but what that means is, uh, when the rubber hits the road is that you can sell on amazon.com in Canada, the U S and Mexico but that does not mean that you can sell on your own website in those three locations so it's it kind of goes back to that fba versus mcf distinction so the north american unified account what that means is it's for fba or amazon.com or amazon.ca or you know mexico amazon.mx so what that means on your own website though is that It's more direct. So if you opened an Amazon account in Canada, you will only be able to sell and you'll only be able to fulfill via Amazon in Canada only. I see. If you want to, if you want to sell in the U.S., you open up an account in the U.S., you provide your products to the fulfillment warehouses in the U.S., and then you can fulfill in the U.S., but you won't be able to cross borders. The only w- place where that is a little different is in the EU. Is So if you are in the EU, you can fulfill throughout all of Europe. So you could have one account in the UK and you could fulfill orders in Italy, Germany, or whatever other, uh, even though e- uh, UK isn't in the EU necessarily anymore. still so you're able to fulfill throughout all, all of Europe.
0: You know, and I highly recommend most brands be on Amazon strictly as I mentioned before about the discoverability factor of just being there even if it's select SKUs or select colors or sizes and things just for the brand exposure yeah. but there can be some people that say no thank you I don't want to be on Amazon at all I don't like the controls or I don't like the lower gross margins and the competition that's happening there fair enough that's a business decision that you can make yeah. so if people don't want to sell on Amazon, can a Shopify store have Amazon just fulfill their their web orders only?
1: Yes, they can. That's that. That's uh, also not commonly known. Is you don't actually have to sell on Amazon wherever, but you can ship your products to them and not sell on Amazon on the on the front end of Amazon, but have them still fulfill your products through this this MCF process that we talked about before. That's totally fine. Let's talk about what's the difference or similarities or benefits, I guess, of
0: either or. Why would somebody want to choose Shopify's fulfillment network versus maybe having the Amazon fulfillment by Amazon or directly or just your web orders?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a it's it really comes down to a business decision. You know, Amazon is definitely not the, the end all be all for everybody. There's some folks who don't want to deal with Amazon, and that's totally understandable. And I think the benefit of Amazon is just their reach. They have almost in every single continent, they're in Latin America and just getting into South America as well, but they have have a broader reach. They might be more efficient in their fulfillment process, but in the end, with through this the process that they're using to fill orders off of your own website, they are really just another third-party logistics provider. It could be Amazon, it could be Shopify, whatever uh, you know business decision that you make, you know whatever works best for you is really what I like to tell people. Because in the end, it is, Amazon is another third-party logistics provider that there's quite a few out there, including Shopify, which sounds like it's really coming on fast. Mm -hmm. So
0: let's get some advice time. I think since you have, gosh, I don't know, more than a thousand people that are on Shopify that are using your solution. And so you obviously are are able to get into the mind of a lot of these entrepreneurs and, and helping solve some of their problems. And you've solved a lot of your own problems with your solutions over the years. And Those that are an early stage entrepreneurs, so there's likely a little side hustle, they probably still have a nine to five job, uh, but they're getting a little bit of product fit, market fit, I would call it, and they're selling and things are happening. But what sort of things do you believe that they could be working on to help them continue to grow their business?
1: There's a couple things that are extremely important that large brands do without you even recognizing that they're doing it and that they've created a voice. I think this is super important is to create a voice for your brand. You know, if you think of Target versus Walmart, there is a different feeling that you get. You know, a Walmart is someone who low prices humongous stores, those sorts of things. Not the nicest stores, uh, not very well-designed, you know, those sorts of things. While Target, they're all about design. They're all about sort of fashion-forward types of things. And I think it's super important to mimic that in your own brand and come up with a consistent voice, whether it's, it's maybe it's funny, maybe it's lighthearted, maybe it's super serious, but it's a consistent voice that you provide. And it comes across in your colors, in your branding, in your copy, on your website. It's everything. That voice is tremendously important. Everywhere, everywhere that you communicate to everywhere you're seen by the outside world, that voice needs to be consistent. The other thing that I've really found to be successful, be, a, a, be an indicator, indicator of success for Shopify sellers is specialization. There's a couple folks like the Walmarts of the world that sell everything, but that is very rare. The folks Mm -hmm. that I've seen succeed have a niche. Like I'm thinking Mm of one of our big shops is Brickle, Brickle Men's Products. Mm. They sell men's healthcare products, things like face scrubs and deodorants and some stuff like that. They don't sell clothes. They don't sell shoes. They don't right. sell a wide variety of things. They just sell their category and they do it very well. And they keep right. that consistent voice.
0: And they're a Shopify store too.
1: And they're a big <laughs> so. Shopify And they actually have quite a few Shopify stores. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've definitely seen this brand before in passing. I think I've even used them as an example. One thing I love is they have a more of a side note, but I love their quiz they have on here about you know uh, what's your skin's health score. And you take the quiz. This whole directed selling is very, very interesting to me. And that's all part of the brand experience, a unique voice and really guiding people towards what problem do they need solved today? They found you somehow through a Facebook ad or through a referral marketing or something. And here they are. And let's uh, answer these 10 questions to find out personalized skincare tips and product recommendations that's amazing
1: yeah they do they do a fantastic job at it and they're selling men's skincare products they're not selling anything else right and and they don't even have i mean the number of SKUs they have it's not exorbitant but their sales are they have tremendous amount of sales worldwide on hundreds of SKUs. so you could definitely do it with not a huge store you don't need a huge store
0: so that's the early stage people. So, and that's actually a great advice about starting right away and specializing and niching down and yeah. just uh, having a great voice and consistent colors and branding and copywriting and all those things I think are are spot on. Now, what about those that are a little bit further along their journey? They're more, a little more mature. I would call them mid-market, maybe even enterprise. They likely have a small team. They might be outsourcing some of their marketing strategy to specialist teams externally. They're going to do a lot of things, you know, the whole saying double down on your strengths and outsource the rest kind of thing so there's i'm sure a little bit of things going on with the brand not fully in-house what sort of things do you believe these mid-market brands what should the executive team or the marketing team what should they be working on to help them grow and scale
1: yeah i mean i think it is that it is the scaling process is a a process of letting go it mm-hmm. is letting go some of those things that you've been doing all along when mm-hmm. you're starting up. And it's a difficult thing for me to do as well. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for me to have an email go out that I never saw. That's a tough one to be able to depend on other folks and to leverage those folks as well as other services and software, everything so that you can leverage your time into. The thing that makes you the most money, but it's just letting go so that you can focus on the things that, you know, the partnerships and the expansion into new markets and the creating new products. Really, the core business is what these founders need to be focusing on and outsourcing and hiring and leveraging all these fantastic tools that we have to take care of the rest you know whether it's help desk or marketing or copywriting or you know photography or there's so many things that the founders don't need to be a part of that can free up their time to the most lucrative things that they can focus on that's awesome advice so what does the future look like for the FBA shipping app? Are you able
0: to share any North Star highlights or any innovation that's being slated for 2020? I know it's been iterated over the last four years. You know, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to get a feel about where you believe the solution is headed into the near term for Shopify brands
1: yeah definitely we We just released a new feature in the app for free that's a it's the packing slip so it's an mm. underutilized marketing tool that shopify owners can use so it's the packing slip that goes in the box so they can put in whatever they like up to a thousand characters. so I've seen a lot of shop owners put in special offers and links back to their websites or even introducing their websites. So yeah, so they can use that packing, that customized packing slip to include all sorts of good information to, to help them diversify away from just amazon.com.
0: Very cool. And then maybe even get reviews.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe get reviews, all sorts of things. It's an underutilized thing because everyone looks at the packing slip, making sure everything's okay, that their the charges were correct. But then at the bottom of that packing slip is a message from from the brand itself. So that's that we've actually released that that's live uh, available for everyone right now. Then the other thing is Amazon actually, which I was proud to say that Amazon reached out to us to include Singapore. So they just recently started offering FBA services and MCF services in Singapore. Mm. So that is, that's the newest marketplace that we'll be taking on here in the next couple of weeks. Exciting for that. I'll make sure yeah,
0: I yeah. update a lot of these links in the show notes about what this customized packing slip looks like and how to get at it and uh, just get some inspiration for what maybe what others are doing. And that's very cool. I'll make sure, yeah, these show notes will have everything, a transcription and a lot of really good details and stuff. So those that want to uh, review it later in case you're listening remote right now. But we are nearing the end of the show for today, Todd. Are you able to share any closing comments or any takeaways that you would like to leave our listeners today?
1: Yeah, it's just I don't mean to be a, a sort of Pollyanna or anything, but it just feels fantastic to be alive in these times where we have, where we have access to Zoom, where you can talk clearly to anyone around the world in real time seeing them face-to-face and there's the help desk software and even Shopify. I was a e-commerce seller way back in the day, back in the late nineties, where I had to create a merchant account, a payment processor. I mean, it took weeks to, to get up and running while in Shopify, it's 30 minutes. It's just, it's, it's a fantastic time. And that's just one example. I mean, we have, there's Slack and there's tool tracking and time tracking and, and even payment processing, it's absolutely, it's sort of mind-blowing all the options and all the all the stuff out there. So it's like, there's there's never been a better time to get going than right now. And to add to
0: the whole concept of the show today, just talking about your app, FBA shipping, and just at least being intentional and thinking about the fact that you don't have to self-fulfill. You don't have to necessarily be through a third-party logistics company. There are ways of leveraging amazon's power of being the largest marketplace in the world with a built-in audience and getting some of your stock over there so those amazon orders can be listed as prime ready and so that helps with people wanting to buy the products almost almost like when you go through a retail store and you you grab something off the shelf as you're checking out and that's the benefits of prime and having this as part of the fba side of it but then You've learned today, too, a lot about this multi-channel fulfillment, this MCF. I think it's another great opportunity. So I'm excited for where all of this is headed. Can you share any links to where people can go to learn more about what ByteStand does, the other apps, and more about this FBA shipping app?
1: Yeah, definitely. The first place, of course, is our website, is ByteStand.com, and it's Byte as in bits and bytes. So, we have all kinds of information there. We have blogs. We have some how to's, some, some inside tips behind uh, Amazon and Shopify and, Mm -hmm. and marketing ideas. So, it's a a fantastic blog. We have uh, a YouTube channel that you can find. And then also, we have a, uh, a case study on how to grow your Amazon business out of Amazon into Shopify. So, Mm -hmm. um, there's a case study on our website that will be, the link will be in the show notes.
0: Absolutely. It will be. And I know we did uh, chat offline just before recording today and I understand that you would like to offer promotion or a little extra bonus for those that are listening in today. Can you share some of the details?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. It's super, super easy. 25% off. So 25% off for the lifetime of the app. So significant savings. Yeah.
0: That's really cool. So I'll uh, redirect. So it'll be ecommercefastlane.com forward slash FBA shipping. So that's a pretty link. That will redirect you to the landing page on ByteStand where you can take Todd up on this offer. Give you an opportunity, I think, you know, be able to download the app, install it, and then configure it. And I'm assuming that you and some of the people on your onboarding team can kind of help if some help is required, some best practices and whatnot, and just uh, take it for a spin and just make sure that it does what you hope it does and can help any kind of nuances uh, based on their business. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We're here to help.
0: All right, great stuff. Well, thanks again, Todd, for coming on the show today. Every show, I always joke, but I've written copious amount of notes today. hmm <laughs> And uh, it's definitely a life of learning for me. I know Amazon is quite a powerhouse and I'm so glad that this app's been built. I'm glad I was able to get you on the show today and kind of create this evergreen piece of content now so people can share this out into the wild. A lot more people need to know that there are options out there and FBA shipping really is a great tool to help you connect to either your web orders directly to Amazon Or using an and also using FBA for the Amazon fulfilled orders. So it's really awesome solution. So thanks again for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely, Steve. Thanks so much.
0: This episode was brought to you by Omnisend, makers of sophisticated omni channel marketing automation tools for sales driven Shopify brands that have outgrown generic email marketing platforms. Engage your customers and boost your e commerce sales with dynamic emails, text messages, web push notifications. Facebook Messenger, and retargeting ads on Facebook and Google, all from one platform. Try OmniSend for free for 14 days. Check them out, ecommercefastlane.com forward slash OmniSend, and use the coupon code Fastlane when you sign up. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you, a loyal listener of Ecommerce Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, launch, grow, and scale with Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.